In episode four of So Say We Travel, the podcast, we will answer some questions from our friends and followers about different things that we've experienced on our journey so far. Including our favorite podcasts, how we plan to make money on the road, the kids, BSG references, and much more. And finally, we'll begin our reviews of the Battlestar Galactica episodes, starting with the miniseries chapter one. Welcome aboard to So Say We Travel. Hi. I'm Sean. Hi, I'm Charlie. And we're So Say We Travel. And this will be our fourth podcast episode. Um, And really the goal, again, for these podcasts is to share our experiences. And to me, your experience is interchangeable with knowledge that we've had so far uh, with our transitioning from our sticks and bricks to life full time on the road. Um, We hope that through our experiences, people can learn something. And we really, really want to hear about your experiences as well. So please reach out to us, connect, and share our experience with us. So um, since our last episode, where are we at now with our transition? Uh, I believe we've we've done a lot. Uh, I feel like we've done a lot in a very short amount of time. <laughs> it's been two weeks. Uh, we've moved a lot since we've been together, um, but this one I feel like is the most productive. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we're we're really ahead of schedule, so it's not it's nice not waiting to the last minute to do a lot of the stuff. Definitely, um, you learn lessons over time. Yeah, I think what the first time we moved together, we went from Colleen to Austin, mm-hmm. and uh, we moved. A house, a house and a Mustang yeah, and a neon, yeah, yeah 26 foot trailer. <laughs> um, it, it was a process. Yeah. And then we went from Austin to Round Rock and then Round Rock to Georgetown and Georgetown to Gerald. Yeah. And every single time it seemed, it came down to the last minute. We yeah. were like trying to throw stuff in boxes. Well, it's and- hard. I mean, when you have all your stuff, you want to continue using that stuff. And so it's really hard to kind of pack it all up you know, right before you're, you're moving, mm-hmm. but this time we're not using the stuff anymore so we can toss it and get rid of it. Yes. And I think that's the big difference in making it a lot easier this time around. Definitely having an end goal in mind and knowing that we were going to be in a much smaller space, right. moving into the RV, mm-hmm. getting rid of all of the trash. We didn't move anything we're not going to need. Right. So we, once we did the purge, then we went like, what's going into storage? Mm-hmm. I've already started moving stuff into the storage unit. Yeah. So literally It's just refined the process so much. And then using the totes, right? Right. Being able to categorize and organize and pack stuff away nice and tight as opposed to cardboard boxes and and packing and taping. It's just so much smoother. So some pro tips for you, you know, and we did a little bit over time, right? A little bit over time. We didn't try to do it all in one week. Mm -hmm. Um, Big deal happened though this week. Yeah. So uh, yesterday, our photographer came. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not our photographer, the, our realtor's photographer. Yes. But she came and uh, photographed the entire house uh, to get it ready for the listing, which mm-hmm. the listing will go live in probably about four days. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, it was really easy because we put all of the stuff that we're still keeping in totes. That way, when the photographer came, all I did was move the totes from one room to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had her photograph the living room, the upstairs living room first, that way she had that picture. And then I took all of the totes out of the bedrooms and put them in the living room. That way she could just go from the rooms, photograph them. The only thing that's left in the bedrooms is our beds. Mm-hmm. So there's something interesting with that too, though. Right. Yeah. So we were going to take them out because we figured, you know, have a, a, a photo of the entire room. But she actually said to keep the be- the mattresses in the room when she took the photographs because it made perspective. Mm-hmm. Scale. So yeah, scale. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when people look at the picture, they can tell like, how big the room actually is with something in it. So I thought that was interesting. Very, very cool. And and I think what's really helped us this time when we're moving, again, we got rid of a lot of stuff, but we had like little landmarks. Like we knew this weekend we were going to 
yeah. throw everything away. Mm-hmm. We knew this weekend we were going to get the storage unit mm-hmm. and start putting stuff in there. We, and then we knew this weekend we had to have literally the rooms look empty. Right. Right. So instead of trying to do the whole move all in one weekend, yeah. with these kind of shorter deadlines, it's really helped. We're older and more mature now. Yeah. That's really what I it think it's down. experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we were way more disciplined with the process yeah. and it feels like it's going so much smoother. Because we um, actually have, I mean, we're older, so we have more stuff. Definitely more this stuff. This time. Yeah. I mean, we, we've moved multiple times with a lot less. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so. And it always felt more hectic. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's going really, really smoothly. It is. Feel yeah. good about the whole process. We list next week mm-hmm. and keeping our fingers crossed that things will go the way that we want them to go. So yeah, so it's just minor projects right now. We need, need to do some touch up painting and, mm-hmm. um, you know, like cleaning the windows and stuff. Just really minor stuff, but it's pretty much done. Yeah, the house is in really good condition when we mm-hmm. moved into it and yeah. we've been you know, pretty good. Again, that's yeah. something you learn over time. When we yeah. tried to sell our last house in Georgetown, we mm-hmm. were young. It was our first home. Yeah. We did some things to the home. We, you know, we just were irresponsible, you know, yeah. like we, we thought we'd be there forever. So yeah. we were like, it doesn't matter what we do to it. Right. We're not going to want to resell this. And then, you know, <laughs> for three years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. For three yep. years, and so then it comes time to sell it. We're just like, Oh my God, I wish I hadn't done that, <laughs> done that. M- mural on the wall, you know, yeah. like, um, so the knowing that and going into this home and realizing it, it's investment and you never know what's going to happen down the road, yeah. you know, and taking care of it and maintaining it as much yeah. as possible, you know, um, and so I feel it's in really good condition and we yeah. really don't have too much to do to touch it up and get it ready to sell. So. Yeah. And I mean, we haven't, we haven't lived here very long either. Oh, We've only right. lived here two years. Two years yeah, so, so yeah, there's not a lot there's you can do much, to yeah. two years. <laughs> it can't destroy too much in two years. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah. So earlier in the week we had asked for, some feedback. We've got a lot of new followers, a lot of new people joining our community. We're building yep. some really cool connections yeah. with a lot of people out there doing the yeah. same exact thing. Yeah. Been on the road for years, selling their house right now, yeah. one week into this journey. So it's really, really cool. We're establishing community. Mm-hmm. And so we reached out with the Instagram post asking for y'all to ask us questions, get to know us a little better so we can start fostering and building those relationships with other people on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and fortunately, we've got a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> From a bunch of different places, actually. Very yeah. interesting. And about a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, so one of the first ones um, that we thought was really cool to answer, uh, the fact that we're recording a podcast, yeah. right? And they <laughs> asked us this question. So they, yeah, uh, they asked us, uh, what podcast do we listen to? Yes. Like, what, do, what, do we, what, what do we listen to in our spare time? Yeah. So. <laughs> and it, it's going to be quite telling. Um, it's kind of obvious, but I'll let you go first. Okay. <laughs> so one of the ones I really like is RV Miles. Um, that one's pretty popular. So I'm sure a lot of you have heard about that one. Um, RV miles. I, I, I love the couple. Um, I love listening to, to them and they actually have other ones too. So they have a, like a see America one where they talk about different, um, attractions around the country that they visited and they go in depth about them. Those are ones are really short. Um, and they have some other ones too. I think there's a national park one that they do and they like quickly talk about like the national parks, but the RV miles one. He talks about new stuff that's going on in the RV community, um, new tech and stuff that's out. So that's really interesting because we're actually trying to figure out what to do for internet right now. So he's really good about kind of reviewing that stuff. So I really like getting that information that way. Um, and then um, they just, they talk about where they're at, like in their their journey too. And so they talk about the different places. And so um, I really like that one because it's, it's good for, for news and kind of what's new out there. Um, Particularly for RV life. Right. And yeah. so when we were trying to buy all the stuff for the RV and filling it with stuff 
that one was really good to listen to because they've reviewed a lot of products and stuff too. So I yes. really like that one. And, he, and uh, Jason, I believe his name is. Yes. Has a really just cool voice. Mm-hmm. You know, he communicates information very, very well. Very pleasing voice to listen to. Yeah. Very enjoyable podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to, um, quite obvious, is Battlestar Galacticast. <laughs> um, it's came out, I want to say, right at the beginning, last summer. So right when the pandemic and everything was kicking off. Um, and it was done remotely, and it's uh, Trisha Helfler. She plays Caprica Six in the series, and she's partnered with another journalist. I'm not sure what the, the gentleman's name is, but he does a lot of sci-fi articles and journalism. Um, he has a really cool voice, very engaging as well. But essentially, something I found really interesting is that a lot of people who are actors don't actually watch the TV shows that they're in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and so the first time she was watching Battlestar, Trisha Helfler was watching Battlestar for the first time, mm-hmm. you know, and so she was like, hey, I should record a podcast when I go through watching it for the first time, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's really cool hearing and getting those insights on behind the scenes things that you didn't even know or consider about the show, hearing the actor's perspective. They do go on a bit of tangents sometimes. They don't really get through the episodes as much as I would like them to. Um, But again, I really enjoy because I I watched the show four times. I really don't (laughs) need to know what's happening in the show, right? I want to know all that other juice and stuff that I don't know. So it's really cool. There's other perspectives. They have Katie Sackhoff comes in as a guest. Bear McCree, the composer behind a lot of the music in Battlestar Galactic, he's a guest show on there. Um, Hilo, his actor, I hate to mispronounce his name, uh, so I'm not saying it. I'll put it up right here uh, in the video. Um, but yeah, they bring all the guests on. It's so cool to hear these kind of behind the scene things. And like I said, this was done last summer. So this is... Years after the years show. Years after it's going. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's and awesome. it's it's really cool to see Battlestar, when it was, when it was on, really yeah. wasn't that big Mm -hmm. and then kind of over time it becomes this pop culture phenomenon and it's really cool to see people appreciating it for what it is Mm -hmm. now but speaking of pop culture podcasts you've got another one yes so i listen to office ladies um and it's the same they actually didn't watch the show themselves so they kind of re-watch the episodes and talk about it so it's that same kind of dynamic office ladies what is that for uh oh (laughs) um the office right so it's um oh my gosh i'm gonna forget their names because I'm on the spot and I can't ever remember things on the spot. Pam. But yeah, so it's the actress Pam and the actress who plays um, Angela. Angela, yes. Mm-hmm. So they're apparently they're best friends and they've been best friends since the show and they're still best friends like even after. So they're doing the show together. Um, but they they do each episode, so they go through each episode and, and talk about um, each episode and behind the scenes stuff. Um, that's really cool. And again, it it was after you know this they're currently recording those those shows so Mm -hmm. this this is after the show's been off the air so it's really nice especially when you love a show so much um but you get tired of rewatching it you know so getting the different aspects of the show is is really nice definitely um one of my favorite things um that i learned listening to that podcast is one of the behind the scenes things um pam in the very last episode um she reads a note that was from jim Mm -hmm. right um, he gives it to her years later after the teapot, right? So yeah, the, yeah, it was yeah. a note that was in the teapot. Um, but when the she read the note and it was actually a note from the director. Um, so the director wrote like a goodbye note because this was on the very last episode. And he wrote like how much he enjoyed working with her and stuff like that. So she got really emotional reading the note. Well, so it was real. Like 
So, well, so in the episode when they filmed the teapot, right? He had already written the note. No, no, no. Oh, this, okay. I'll no, no, no. This was after. So gotcha. when gotcha. that that very last episode when Jim gives her the note that was in the teapot. Got that. Gotcha. Yes, it was actually a note that was written from the director, mm-hmm. and so it got her really emotional, and she was crying. So that was real emotion when you were watching it in the actual show. In, in the show. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, cool. you wouldn't know that unless you listen Listen to, the, to yeah, to her perspective. Yeah, of it. definitely. So yeah, so Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. Office ladies and RV miles, so that kind of checks a lot of the boxes as far as things that mm-hmm. we really enjoy, our guilty pleasures, if you will, yeah. uh, for podcasting. So another question that I've heard on multiple occasions, but I actually got a text from a friend uh, yesterday: uh, "What you're actually selling your house?" <laughs> like, we've been doing this for about two yeah. months now yeah. in this process. And I think it's it's like not as obvious, I guess, to people. I don't know. I don't know what it is that. That people are not getting, but it's weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> really bizarre. Like, I'm getting it from my coworkers and stuff too. So <laughs> yeah, like it's we're moving into an RV. I mean, what do you think we're going to pay for our house and the RV at the same time? No, I, I don't mean to be facetious at all. I understand yeah. completely that this shift could seem relatively sudden, mm-hmm. you know, to some people, and mm-hmm. seem relatively when you say something like, "Oh, you know, I'm going to go back to college." Yeah. You know, like those are things you ideally would like to do at some point. Like I'm moving into RV and we're going to tour the country, you know, like, yeah, that's something you would like to do at some point. But until you start taking steps towards it, it's not really a reality, even for you, mm-hmm. you know, like let alone other people. I think it's it's hard for people to grasp the fact that we're not going to have a home base. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I mean, we will have a home base, but it's hard for people to, to realize that we're actually not going to be here anymore. We're going to be moving around mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, we are indeed selling our house. Um, and and we talked about this in our last episode mm-hmm. with minimalism. Yeah. I mean, even if we weren't moving into the RV, this whole experience has opened up our eyes to not being tied to, to tied stuff. to stuff and things. Mm-hmm. So even if we weren't moving into the RV, we would definitely be reevaluating where we're investing our money right. in, and at the least, we downsize to a smaller home. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've just decided that we're going to exchange paying for stuff and things mm-hmm. and invest more in experiences right. and memories with our family. Yeah. Um, so that's really kind of if, once you can get over that hurdle, you realize that the first step towards doing that is letting go. Yeah. Of the largest expense that we have. Yeah. And I, I get that it's not easy for people to to grasp that either. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're conditioned to think that you need to work hard your entire life to give you the, the things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it, and, and it's fine if, if that's what people want to do, that's great. But I know some people just, they need that, they need the big house and they need the, the, the stuff, you know, the really nice cars and they just constantly need to upgrade everything in their life. And that's fine if that's what they want to do. But mm-hmm. we're reevaluating that point and we don't want to do that anymore. We already got to that point. It's not where we want to be. And so we're going to, we are selling the house and we are moving into an RV and we are going to be moving around the country. Definitely. It's comfort versus freedom, you right. know, comfort versus freedom and not freedom like you're a slave to your home. Freedom of mobility, right? So if we don't like the weather in one place, we just move. We have the freedom to literally yeah. get in the car, hook up the RV, and go somewhere where we like the we prefer the weather. If we find that you know we don't like a certain community for whatever reason, right? We have the freedom of mobility to move. Yeah. Um, we have freedom with our finances, right? When we're not tied to the mortgage, yes. you know, it's a like big one. you it's know, really big one, you know. Yeah. So it's really just comfort versus freedom. Some people, it's a balance, and it's totally up to you 
Which one is more important to you? There's no wrong answer. There is no wrong answer. But for us, Mm -hmm. we, I'm okay with being uncomfortable. I am okay with being uncomfortable. I would raise to be, you know, uncomfortable. You know, gain experiences instead of of the comfort. And we don't have to, I mean, we're not going to be that uncomfortable. No, absolutely right. (laughs) We do have a really nice travel trailer. I mean, we actually just bought a mattress today. We put that in. So we'll see if that's more comfortable. Um, But we have a bedroom. We have a bathroom. We have a kitchen. Like we have all of the nice comforts that we have in our home. They're just a little bit smaller and condensed. And that's really, you're absolutely right. We have all the things we need to survive Mm -hmm. comfortably. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You know, and we're taking all the money that we're paying for this extra square footage in this large home mm-hmm. and going to put that instead towards being able to travel and experience and have experience with our kids, yeah, so. go places, you know, see things mm-hmm. um, versus, you know, the, the biggest thing is because being in the house and being with the mortgage doesn't give us the freedom to to do much traveling. Yes. Um, to do very many vacations, you know, like for, for me, for my job, I can only take like one long vacation a year. Um so this just gives us the freedom to, to be able to do different yeah. things with our life. Yeah. So definitely we are selling the house. We're mm-hmm. choosing that that freedom of mobility right. over comfort in some aspects. Mm-hmm. And then that's perfectly fine with us. It and is, if, you know, yes. if you're on the other side of that, you know, live vicariously through us. <laughs> so another question that we've been asked uh, from a few people is what do we plan to do for money? What about our jobs? <laughs> <laughs> what What's the next step there? Um, so for me, fortunately, um, I went to my bosses and asked them if it would be possible for me to do some remote work instead. Um, and I've been at my job for six years now. Um, so I, I have a good relationship with them. And so fortunately, we worked out something to where I can do remote work uh, with them. And so I'll be able to still work. I won't be working as many hours, but I, again, I won't need to work as many hours because we will not have the same expenses that we have now. Mm-hmm. So I can actually go down to part-time. Um, and another reason that I want to do that is obviously because I'll be homeschooling the kids. So I can't really work full-time anymore. But I have that opportunity with them to still work and to homeschool the kids um, and still provide some income. Well, I mean, we can't talk about your job without talking about how amazing the people that you are, that you work for. They they're, are. they're phenomenal people and yeah. you are loyal to them and they when were loyal I, to yeah. you. When I started working there, I mean, it's, it's a small business. It's a small um, optometry office. Um, and so when I started working there, they'd only been open for about five years. Um, so I've watched them grow and I've grown with them um, and I've helped them grow the practice um, and, and made it kind of what it is. And so they're, they're really amazing to work with. Um, I really thought that I would work for them for the rest of my life, honestly. Um, until that, you know, we started thinking about this. Um, so I'm just really fortunate that they um, are allowing me to, yeah. to do it this way. We're very grateful and mm-hmm. really glad that it worked out. Yeah. You're invested in them and they're invested in you. And, yeah. and that's really, really good to see. Right. This, this is going to be the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Really, it is. Um, yeah. I think both of us have found jobs that help us realize our purpose. Um who we are meant to be. Yeah. You know, um, I'm an art teacher. I'm an educator. Uh, I got into this to mentor young people because someone, my art teacher when I was in high school gave that to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a great mentor, someone that I could come in and just vent to, um, but also encouraged me to create, to be my best self. Yeah. Gave me a hard time all the time. Doc, hey, I, I love you, Doc. I miss <laughs> you. Um, if you ever hear this, just thank you so much. But I wanted to give that to someone else. And, and even our time, my time in the Marines, it was great and it was meaningful. 
even my time at the Olive Garden, I loved that job and the money was ridiculous, yeah, right? Was. Um, but then when you get into your job that you are meant to do, mm-hmm. right? It, it just, it hits a totally different yeah, way. Really and is. and the one thing that we've really been getting into is how do we make money on the road? And you think about, I got to find, get certified in jobs or get trained in a job that I can do remotely. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were listening to a podcast, the entrepreneur rv entrepreneurs that was it yeah once and then and the lady worked in apparently in ceo corporate america and she pulled out Mm -hmm. she pulled the plug and she realized that it wasn't about re finding starting over and retraining was about repackaging and rebranding the skill set that you already have yeah um so again fortunately we're transitioning remotely with with uh, Charlie's job and she's able to continue with the skill set that she has, helping people, helping patients, helping this practice mm-hmm. and this business that she's invested in with. And uh, I'm very fortunate to have found uh, an online uh, homeschooling company where I can teach kids art remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still able to help students, uh, help learners grow and communicate their, their voice and their passion mm-hmm. and their talent and their proficiency and do that remotely. It's not nowhere near as much money um, as being a public school art teacher. But again, where our expenses right. are being significantly cut down right. uh, with going on the road. So that will work just fine with us. Mm-hmm. I get to turn my own schedule. I get the freedom, you know, with that um, freedom of mobility free with my time. So yeah, there, there, are, there are companies out there and I'll probably definitely make, once I get more settled in, because I'm still nine to five at public school. So I haven't been able to fully jump into this new job. Yeah. Um, but once I kind of get in there and get settled, I'll definitely probably make some bi- podcasts or blog posts about the particular job that I'm doing, um, how it works. So anyone else is interested in pursuing that, definitely kind of give them the roadmap to get into that. Yeah. So yeah, well, it's definitely possible. Um, yeah. And it's all about doing your research. And one yeah. thing that we've kind of noticed is that Charlie in particular is on social media groups and she's hearing about people that are taking the step into moving full-time into the RVs and mm-hmm. they're asking questions that you should figure after out the before fact. making the leap, after I, the fact, in my opinion. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Like everybody's yeah. journey is different. Right. But for me, I was like, well, I, I need to know. I need to have some assurances. Yeah. Like we didn't even really make moves until I had already secured employment mm-hmm. with this new company, you yeah. know, and um, and had a plan for how we were going to transition um, and doing research on how to make money, yeah. things like that. So um, whatever, you know, float your boat, you do you. But like that was really important for us. Yeah. For having some, mm-hmm. we knew where our source of income was going to be. We've determined our budget already. Yeah. We calculated where our expenses are going to be on the road mm-hmm. and making sure that we have jobs and employment to support that. Yeah. And I think remote work is is a lot more common these days, especially, you know, with, with 2020 and everything kind of shut down. Um, I feel like remote work is a lot easier to find than it was before. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's plenty of opportunities out there yeah. um, for remote work and finding those types of work and making this lifestyle you know, um, what it is or easier to do this lifestyle because those remote opportunities are out there and available. Most definitely. So you mentioned the fact that you were switching to part-time going on the road. Um, and that gave you a lot more Liberty with your time. Mm -hmm. Right. And with that time you would be homeschooling Maddie. Mm -hmm. We have lots of reasons for why we want to homeschool our child. Uh, we'll probably do a whole separate yeah. episode on that. Mm-hmm. Um, just for us mm-hmm. taking that path and individualizing her, education individualizing the education is the biggest reason. Certainly. Um, certainly. Just helping her grow to her potential, you know, and kind of molding her education around her mm-hmm. versus being in a classroom where 
they have multiple kids. Um, so I think that's the biggest one. That's yeah. The main reason. Being a being a public school teacher, you mm-hmm. know, for as long as I have, like, I there's just certain conditions that mm-hmm. the public school system like results in. It's just the nature of having so many diverse learners in one room. Right. Um, there's only so specialized the education that is being delivered can be Um, there are phenomenal teachers out there that specialize and individualize every single day more power to them that is awesome keep doing what you can yeah this is nothing against the public school not at all teachers or anything like that not at all we just really think it'd be very cool to if you were learning about a certain part of history Mm -hmm. you know during the revolutionary war to actually go (laughs) to the northeast visit the the battlegrounds and the museums and and teach history that way certainly Certainly. And then uh, she loves animals. So we're thinking, you know, helping her focus her learning on, you know, agriculture, horses, equine studies, things like that. Just really individualizing the educational experience and homeschooling for Madeline Mm -hmm. um, will really, really, I think, be great for her. Yeah, I think so. Um, But we do have a teenager. Yes, we do. And this was... It was a kind of a compromise that we made with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's in eighth grade right now. So she'll be starting high school next year. Mm-hmm. Um, she did want to do a year of high school before going out on the road. So um, it was kind of a compromise for us to to um, do have her do that year of high school before we actually started traveling. Yes. Um, and that was really important to her. Um, so we definitely decided to make that happen for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so next year, you know, she's going to be still in high school and still going to high school and stuff like that. Um, so we won't really be traveling that much until next year. Um, but yeah, no, we've also, we, we kind of gave her some perks about this life, right? Like we did, yeah. she, she will, she'll do her freshman year in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, she will definitely homeschool. So we, it's a little too late to really specialize her education, you know, mm-hmm. as, as much as we can, as much as we're going to do for, for our young one. Um, but really if she, but if she, I mean, if she dedicates herself, she can graduate a year early. She can. Cause she Mm -hmm. has, she's one of those, she has a late birthday. So she's, she would be 18 her entire senior year. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if she worked really hard, she could finish everything that she had to in, in two years instead of three. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was a big selling point for her as well. Um, but we had to do a little bit more than that. We did. Yeah. yeah. She, she, again, specializing, individualizing that learning. Like right. she, she said in the, in your, watch her intro video on our YouTube channel. Um, she wants to learn how to surf. Mm-hmm. We were in central Texas. Yes. There is no water anywhere. It takes four hours, <laughs> yes. I think, to get to the coast. Um, not hauling a trailer. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we we kind of incentivized her with that too. So like, we'll spend a significant we amount of time to the water near the, a lot more than we are now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, that's a, to surf. <laughs> certainly. So we're gonna hopefully spend a good bit amount of time near the coast, letting her kind of learn to surf, get that experience, and pursue that path with her life. Yeah. Um, but we also and, and again, you can't really learn to surf in a week, right? Taking a vacation to the beach, can't learn to surf yes, in a week. Yes. Um, so we can spend longer amounts of time yes. at the beach so she can learn how to surf. We, we did a lot of negotiating. We did. Um, also, but it's expected with a teenager. You know, I mean, she yeah. she's lived this life her, her entire life. You know, she doesn't really know anything different. Um, so we have to kind of put those those feelers out there. Yeah. And, and let her know that she could live a different lifestyle if she wanted to. Definitely. We had to, we had to address some fears and concerns. Mm-hmm. But on the same token, like, let her know and give her some insight and exposure and perspective that she didn't even consider. Right. You know, um, and so I think we've come to a really good place where I think so. yeah. it's not like it's going to be hard for us to leave our jobs and our mm-hmm. friends and she's going to be hard for it's her to leave. It's going to be really her, hard for her. Yeah. But, but I yeah. think when we get out there, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that we're all going to be better off for I it. I think so. And yeah. I, I hope that she feels the same way too. Certainly. I was, we're planning on actually doing some remodeling.
remodeling in the RV, mm -hmm. converting some space to let her have her own space, give her own big area. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that we told her is that if you ever get tired of us, the world will literally be your backyard. You know, just get out there and go, go, go. just around. go walk do, around, do explore Canyon, yeah. explore river or Creek or something, you know, mm -hmm. so hopefully that'll pay off. Um, and for what we can tell, she's pretty excited about it. Hopefully. So one of the questions that we got um, on the Instagram page, which I thought was really awesome because it's actually the first time anybody's made a reference to it, but somebody asked if is our name a, a Battlestar Galactica reference? Um, so I was so excited because we haven't had any interactions from people yet. No one's getting it. Nobody. I mean, it, it's, it's again, it's not that popular of a show. Um, so somebody asked that and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, it is. And so we went into a little um, back and forth messaging um, how I heard and her husband, uh, well, her husband has watched the show before, but she's watching it with him. And um, she actually posted a picture on her Instagram of a tank top that she had worn backwards. Um, and it's just like they wear it in the, the Battlestar Galactica show. And so yes. she was like, I put this on my Instagram and nobody got the reference. And I was like, I get that reference. Yes, yes. <laughs> So that was fun. I remember we were driving when we first put, had first put the decal. Oh yeah. The yeah, so yeah. decal on the back mm -hmm. of the truck and we were going somewhere and I saw the, the BSG logo on this guy's truck. Yeah. And I was like, I'm pulling around on the side of him and he, we get up on the side of him and he's just like, looking. I was like, can I help you? And then he's like, dude, I'm like, I love your sticker. And he's like, thanks. And then we, Passed him. Passed him and then he sees it. I'm watching the rear view. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, so we're out there. There's, yeah. there's Battlestar people out there. Yeah. Um, but no, like this is nothing new though. Mm -hmm. You know, So Say We Travel was your brainchild. Um, definitely give you kudos for that. It just, So Say We All is kind of this edifying, unifying mm -hmm. thing they say all through the show. Mm -hmm. So Say We All, we are all in accord. We are all together, one unit moving. Um, it was very, very great. And it was kind of the essence of family, the essence of mission, the essence of purpose. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely feeling that for us. And Charlie just kind of, when she said it, she said, how about So Say We Travel? Yeah. It has so many implications. You know? I can't even remember how it really came to me. I just was trying to think of something. We wanted our 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 brand name to be something with Battlestar mm -hmm. Galactica. Mm -hmm. um, so it just kind of came to me, really. Yeah. And it flows. It rolls off the tongue really, mm -hmm. really well. It has some... So... Say we travel. Say we travel. And yeah, then yeah. there's a conversation that comes. It's yeah. the opener for a story. It's mm -hmm. the unifying message. So say we travel. We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. We're unified as a family purpose mission. Yeah. Um, we're unified with y'all out there on the road, too. Yes. We're doing this together. Road <laughs> warriors. Um, but no, like we, again, that's one. And then we have, you know, the boys, you know, Hilo, Apollo. Like, And we've had, you know, we, we named them um, those names when, when we got them. So yeah, it was five years ago, five years ago. six years ago. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, Hilo is, is five. He just turned five. Mm -hmm. So, and then, uh, so when we got the, the, the Galactica, mm -hmm. right. The, it's the Starcraft super light 26, 26 BH. BH1. Yeah. So it was the, the Starcraft. And I was just like, well, we got to name it. Like what famous spaceship? We didn't even plan that though, honestly. It, yes. Like when we picked it out, it just happened to be a Starcraft. Yeah. So like, if you <laughs> haven't listened to our first episode about how we ended up in the Starcraft in the Galactica, go back and listen to that too. Um, yeah. It was a really interesting story. Mm -hmm. A lot of serendipity took place. Yeah. So we ended up in this rig, this Starcraft. And we're like, we need a name for it. it has yeah, to have a spaceship and I don't name. think we didn't. It wasn't immediately Battlestar, you know, Galactica. Mm -hmm. Like we tossed around a bunch of different names before yeah. we decided on referencing it to Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Yep. And it just one thing after another, after mm -hmm. another. 
And it's so cool to just have the references and be a fan of the show. And yeah. we talk, we call the truck Colonial One because yeah. it transports us to and from the yeah. Galactica. <laughs> like it's kind of interchanging that language mm-hmm. and it kind of being integrated in our lives. It's really, really fun. fun. And yeah. it was really, really cool to have someone actually get the reference. It was. So. Yes, it was really exciting. Yeah. So stay tuned because we'll be making a lot more references all through our Instagram. Um, <laughs> a lot of uh, content that we're going to be putting out. It's been heavily laden. Mm-hmm with uh, Battlestar Galactica, memorabilia, imagery, things like that. So yeah. if you're into that, stick around. Yes. More is coming. So now, it's that time of the show where we talk about some Battlestar Galactica. And we have finally, as promised, got into uh, doing reviews of the individual episodes. And we'll try to do one episode per podcast episode. So um, for now, we're doing podcasts every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, when more time, when we you know don't do our full-time jobs anymore, things will be coming out more often. So you don't have to wait a month to hear about two episodes of the show. Um, but yeah, the total sh- the whole show as a whole has 78 episodes. Uh, there's four seasons, about four and a half seasons. We count the Blood and Chrome, the Razor movie, the miniseries all together. There's about four and a half seasons. Um, originally, the first show, the first episode, the miniseries chapter one, the first half, it aired in December 8th in 2003. Um, it came on for one and a half hours on December 8th, and then the chapter two aired on December 9th. We're going to talk about chapter two in our next episode, the second part of the miniseries intro. But for this episode, we're just going to talk about chapter one. Um, my overall first impressions of the kind of whole first miniseries, re-watching it, mind you, we're re-watching this. Um, it was great. It introduced so much story. It introduced so many characters. Um, and it just got the ball rolling. It set the standard. It, it really pushed the boundaries in the first episode that let you know what was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it didn't back down at all as it kept going. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some critiques, but I'll save those to the end. But what are your kind of general impressions of the first episode? So I've only actually watched the chapter one and chapter two, like maybe once, one mm-hmm. other time. Because when we first started watching the show, you didn't want to watch that. Yes, it was just, so long. You skipped to like episode one. Yes. So uh, it actually <laughs> answered a lot of questions that I had. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it's it's a backstory of um, how they get to the the point where they are in episode one. So, it, so much content. Yeah, it there's is. a lot of content. It's, in the it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so even because we went, we rewatched it so that we could make this podcast. Um, even then, I, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't remember because I've actually only watched it like one other time. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Yes. <laughs> um, it's I, like the tutorial for a video game I thought you I played mean, before. I, you want to skip through the yeah, tutorial. Yeah, but and get I, right I actually like that though. I mean, mm-hmm. I liked going and watching episode one and stuff with you and learning about the show because then when I watched this, it was. Um, again, it just answered a lot of questions about, you know, how they got to the point that they are mm-hmm. in episode one. So it introduces a lot of characters. It mm-hmm. sets, sets a tone for the story. It gives you a little bit of dialogue in the beginning where you realize kind of what happened. Man makes machine. Machine becomes self-aware. We know that trope in so many different sci-fi things. Mm-hmm. And then machines revolt. Right. Uh, they have this huge war. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they come to an armistice. Mm-hmm. So the machines are enlightened enough to realize that peace is the way. Yeah. And so they go and they go off to their own place. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually build this ship, uh, this station out in space mm-hmm. to where every year like piece, to kind of maintain the, mm-hmm. the relation, the, the diplomatic relationship. Yes. Every year the humans would send someone to the mm-hmm. station, but silence never showed up at all. For over 40 years. Over 40 years. It says over 40 years they haven't heard from the Cylons. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the one time the guy goes there and uh, 
He's actually falling asleep. Because like, no one ever comes. Like He's yeah. just setting up. He knows that he's only going to be there for a little while. Nobody's going to come and then he's going to leave. Yep. So he's actually actually like leaning back, falling asleep. When, and then the doors the open and then these, these, you know, the chrome domes come through. Um, and then you're first introduced to the blonde woman, right? Um, this is Trisha Heffler's, Heffler's character. Mm-hmm. Um, runs from the entire duration of the show. Yeah. Um, and she intros and... It's really, really bizarre kind of moment happens. Um, funny moment there, though, I heard in the Battlestar Galactica cast, she says that the gentleman that was the actor that played the human there had all the prosthetics and everything on him to make him look old. Um, oh. Yeah. And so when they did the kiss scene, yeah. right, his lips sometimes would come off. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> you watched it, like, having known that, you're just like... <gasps> How oh many times gosh. did they have to do the take, like, yeah. right, so his face didn't come That's off? That's funny. Yeah. Um, so... The Cylons blow up the entire station. Mm-hmm. You know, they they that's when you let you know something's coming. You see yeah. the base star over the top. They blow up the station with the chrome domes and the blonde woman on there. Yeah. Right? Um, so then intro Galactica. The camera goes through, passes an asteroid, these real tribal drums, mm-hmm. and you start seeing the Galactica and Avril Maldama's walking through and he's yes. tapping into all these individual characters. You're realizing he's kind of the the glue, the Galactus, the glue that ties all these stories together. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I noticed was a military movie or show sets itself up so well for an ensemble cast because you're all kind of have this one hive brain, right? Because you're in the military. You have mm-hmm. a general understanding of way things go. So you can, you can assume certain things for so many characters. It's a great foundation. Yeah. But they're all individual people with individual jobs. And that yeah. gives you individual stories, mm-hmm. right? So I thought that was really cool watching at this time to realize that the mater- the military setting makes this ensemble cast work so well. Yeah. So you see Starbuck. You see uh, uh, Duala. You see um, Colonel Ty. Colonel Ty. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's the first time you see him. He's hungover. So actually when um, I first started watching the show, we started watching the episodes. I thought that the chapter one and chapter two were actually made after, mm. you know, like to give that backstory. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know that they were before. Certainly. Um, so it was really good because when I said, I started watching, you know, the, the very first episode and that's where I started. So it kind of gave the backstory for all the characters and they really did it uniquely where they touched base with each individual character throughout that, that um, mini series to give everybody a backstory. Certainly. But you already knew, I already knew the stories of these people because I had mm-hmm. already watched these episodes. So I, I felt like I was getting the backstory, but yeah. it actually didn't air like that. Yeah, so it thought, didn't. Yeah, so the, 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 the first two episodes aired, again, December 8th and 9th, 2003. Yeah. And then the actual series, this episode one didn't start until a year later, mm-hmm. didn't start airing. So um, it was a great pilot. Yeah. It set the tone. There No moment was wasted. Mm-hmm. Every bit of information you got was important. You know, it, it kept you going, kept you tied in. Mm-hmm. Um, so Battlestar Galactica is being decommissioned. Right. It's a relic of an old war. It was built early in the Cylon War, so more than 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, it wasn't networked computers because that's how the Cylons were beating them back in the day. Yeah. But since the Cylons had been around, uh, they had made new machines mm-hmm. and those were networked. But that's a little foreshadowing there. Yeah. Yeah, so you get a little bit of information kind of indirectly. And it's really cool how the PR rep for Galactica is talking to other people during these tourists, during its decommissioning ceremony, telling you Mm -hmm. kind of the backstory of Galactica. It's so seamless. You get so much information so smoothly. um, And then, unfortunately, you get an intro to all different characters, including 
you see the blonde woman again mm-hmm. on Caprica yeah. with Gaius Balthar. Gaius Balthar. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> One of my least favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. There's so much in the first chapter is so rich. Um, something I hadn't even noticed before in his dialogue where he's being interviewed on TV because he's this famous huge personality. Yeah. He has apparently controversial views towards computer technology advancement. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, what? What do you mean? What? Mm-hmm. You know, because you know Guy's character after the fact. But you're like, what controversial views did he have in the beginning? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he thinks it's silly that the Galactica isn't networked and that right. it's kind of a Stone Age relic because he's saying those people are just living in fear of the Cylons in that mm-hmm. original war. Yeah. You know, the iron, the iron, little does he know. <laughs> um, so the story advances, you get introduced to more mm-hmm. characters, you get introduced to Apollo and mm-hmm. he shows up on Galactica to participate in the ceremony, do the flyover. Yeah. You realize he's been actively avoiding the Galactica. Yeah. It was his first time on the Galactica. Yeah. He has to land by hand because all the other ones are upgraded and it's yeah. automated. And so he was asking, he was like, why, why am I doing a hands-on approach? I had to be hands-on the entire time. Yeah. And that's when he finds out, like... Nothing is automatic nothing on the Galactic. Yeah, yeah, it's all old school. Yeah. And uh, Chief tells him that's by order of your dad. He's like, well, I bet it is. You know, yeah. he's just like, all you tell he's all upset. Mm-hmm. Something's going on with him and, and Adama. And they establish that tension right from the beginning. Yeah. And it doesn't stop. Um, you meet Laura Roslin. Yep. You get a little bit of news from, but they you know her secret is revealed right at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you realize that she's carrying some weight. Yeah. Um, she has an interaction with Adama. She goes to the Galactica for the decommissioning ceremony yeah, as the political yep. rep. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she is... The only political rep that wants to go, too. That right. was another thing. Right. She kind of felt like, oh, gosh, I have to go to this thing because nobody else was going to go. Nobody wanted to go. Yeah, she yeah. was the only one that yep. she was kind of forced into it. Because she is 42nd? 42nd. 42nd yes. in line. We actually referenced that in our least favorite characters, too, and I think we were totally off. She's uh, actually 42nd. I think it was our second podcast episode, and we said that she was 12th in line. <laughs> and I was like, no, I think it's a little bit further down. And like, she is 42nd in line in the line of succession. Yeah. So you know, like, no one wanted to go to this thing, and they just sent the Secretary of Education to be the rep. Yep. And she has a really interesting controversial moment where Adama, where she's, like, advocating to get the computers networked on Galactica to help the teachers. The teachers, yeah. And she tries to, like, flex her muscle as Secretary of it, Education. It would be so much easier and if he's like, could do it this way. hold the phone. No. This is my ship. No. Not going to fly. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and it's really interesting to see how that changes later in the episode mm-hmm. when all of a sudden her position changes right. and how she handles Adama completely changes. Mm-hmm. So they introduce all these characters. They introduce Gaius and mm-hmm. you see the blonde woman again on planet Earth. You know she's involved with the Cylons somehow. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And then it happens, right? It starts to happen. Right. Everyone up on the Galactica is enjoying, planning on winding down. And meanwhile, the Cylons are ramping up and they nuke colonies. They nuke all the colonies. All the colonies. They nuke Caprica, Pycon. Um, Sagittarian, Gemini. And the way that they were able to do that, the way they are able to get past the defense systems is... Guy's Baltar. Guy's Baltar. You know, he's <laughs> manipulated by the blonde woman. Right. Um, they're able to- she, she asks for access to the defense mainframe mm-hmm. i can't remember why she was working on a project or said she was working on a project and so with um, the defense contractor yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so she wanted access and so he gave her access so that was how they were able to nuke everything mm-hmm. she had all the access codes and everything and then you know we're off like the the mm-hmm. colonies are nuked along with that goes the president the mm-hmm. cabinet 
Everything. All of the all of the fleet. I think in the initial attacks they said one quarter, thirty battle stars. A quarter of the fleet. A quarter so of the like fleet. thirty battle stars were yeah. instant, just nuked. They gone. totally caught the you know humans by surprise, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden becomes this race for survival. Right. Um, Galatska, mm-hmm. though, knowing Adama, even though they were winding down, he probably had his pilots training literally the day before. Right. Because when he says it's time to go. Mm-hmm. They go, yeah. you know, they start, they're, they're all, uh, they're condition one in a matter of minutes. Yeah. The alert goes off. Ty shows up. Of course, he's all drunk. I want to talk about this so much more, but there's only so much time that we can talk about this episode, but yeah. please watch it. There's so much nuance, so much content in there. It's so, so rich. I actually like the way that I watched it though. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you, if you don't want to watch the miniseries first, um, I think, it's okay to do it the way that I did it mm-hmm. again, because I really liked going back and watching and getting that backstory. So if you start episode one and skip the miniseries until later, I think that's okay. Yeah. So the news gets out. The colonies are nuked. Galactica is the only galactic uh, battle star left. Um, then Adama realizes he's the senior ranking officer. He takes command. Of the yeah, so they make plans to go to this other space station, Ragnar, to pick up bullets so they can get into the fight. The warheads are there. They want to yeah. get the warheads. Yeah, because the Galactica was being decommissioned. Like, they had de- disarmed it, so, taken all the weapons yeah, away. Yeah, off of it. Yeah, so um, you realize that the way that they were not only able to shut down the defense system, but they were able to get access to all the military computers. So mm-hmm. the Silence had a virus where they could shut down the fighters. So all the new Vipers were shut down. Right. But but all of the old ones that were in the museum on Galactica, Starbuck hops in one of those and gets out there and rocks and rolls. And you realize that the Mm -hmm. older technology saves the people on the Galactica. It saves the pilots of Galactica, gives them a fighting chance. So So they're able to get away. Yeah. Yeah. So they get away. um, And then, again, the president realizes everyone in the cabinet's been wiped out. um, And so she becomes president. She gets sworn in. The Mm -hmm. secretary of education suddenly becomes president of the surviving colonies. Yeah. Um, and then she gets into an argument with, uh, with Adama. Adama. Mm-hmm. Adama's like, we need to fight. I need Apollo because Apollo's with her on the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I need him to come back. You come here. We got to go get in this fight. And she's like, no, we need to rescue the survivors. And you see the first conflict big conflict between the, between yeah. the president mm-hmm. and Admiral Adama, the military leader. Um, and she doesn't back down this time because she's got. She's in power. She's got the power she now. Yeah, power. yeah. So when she's secretary, she backed yeah. down. When she's president, she does not. Yeah. Um, and so that's how it ends with mm-hmm. this really big explosion, Apollo and Colonial One. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's how the chapter one ends. That's where they break it. So the chapter one, again, so much content. Mm-hmm. It sets, gets you right in, gives yeah. you enough information to be invested mm-hmm. in the characters, this ensemble cast, great, great acting, yeah. great story, gets the ball rolling. You, Though I imagine watching this, December 8th in 2003, you're like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then have to wait until the next day. Like, you couldn't yeah. just binge this stuff, you know, yeah. have to wait until the next day to see the rest mm-hmm. of the uh, the second part Sorry. of the miniseries. Yeah. yeah. Um, some criticisms I have, though, Edward James Olmos and Mary McDonald, the only two seasoned actors in the, sh- in the show. They were great. They mm-hmm. brought it. But you could see... The novice actors, Jamie Barber, who plays Apollo, and Kara Thrace, mm-hmm. Katie Sackhoff, who plays her, they do a little bit of overacting. You know, they're kind of trying real, real hard. But with in def- their defense, they're next to Edward James almost. You know, we have yeah. Jamie Barber in this scene with Edward James almost and Katie Sackhoff, you know, in this scene with uh, Michael Hogan. And, you know, it was just 
they're they're trying to bring it, um, but you could tell as the episode went on, mm-hmm. they settled in. Yeah. You know, it became more nuanced and really, really good. But there were some moments of overacting in there. Um, I don't feel it was just right. Mm-hmm. The first chapter, the first half was was just right for me. But mm-hmm. other side of the overacting, no complaints whatsoever. How about you? Oh, I don't really have any. No I mean, complaints. No, no complaints. I mean, yeah. it's 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 good. Um, but again, I mean, I I I liked the way that I watched it. Um, and going straight into to episode one because episode one's pretty intense. It starts off really intense. Um, yeah. and so it again for me, it felt like it was a backstory. Um, of getting the backstory of the characters and stuff like that, but I know that most most people are not introduced to it that way. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's just kind of meh for me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so like I said, we will continue definitely making these reviews. We're going to next episode, uh, podcast episode, we're going to review the second half of the miniseries, chapter two. Um, So if you enjoy that at all, definitely tune in next time. Also, we've started cutting. We've got the videos together of our early trips in the Galactica. And we're going to start doing our reaction videos to those. That's going to be fun. I was having quite a few laughs just cutting the videos. I got, (laughs) we, we were so... Such noobs. Yeah. Such <laughs> noobs in the beginning. Uh, we've learned so much mm-hmm. in seven months and we're going to learn so much more down the road. But it'll be great looking back. So yeah. if you're interested at all in hearing about that, please definitely uh, tune in, subscribe, um, like the video, share with your friends. And thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Hope you had a good time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider liking the video and subscribing to our video channel and podcast. We have absolutely loved building connections with the RV community and anyone else interested in this lifestyle. So if you'd like to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram and YouTube at So Say We Travel or visit us at SoSayWeTravel.com. See you down the road.